Hey guys, TJ here. This episode is titled Becoming a Healthier Person. Well, it was titled Becoming a Healthier Person. And I realized about halfway through, wait a second, this is really about how to stay true, how to stay true to yourself. Now, I'll mention this. I say, don't change who you are, but change who you are, because some of us don't have an understanding of who God designed us to be. We don't need to change that, but we do need to change what's called our reality. So having an understanding between the two, the reality of your life, who you are today, and who God designed you to be, and how you are actually empowered to make changes to the agreements you've made, or beliefs about yourself, and actually how God sees you, and how you can come into agreement with that, and those beliefs will shape your behaviors. You're going to be able to really get the right mindset you need leaving this episode, especially when it comes to the topic that a lot of people don't, frankly, know how to talk about practically in your identity, how to stay true to yourself. So I appreciate you for being here. This is something that is uh, very close to me. It's something that, you know, when I started this whole journey, I, uh, I had a vision for an event called Welcome to Yourself. Well, that's all about identity. And, you know, my story has been one about discovering who I am, as it is for you, as it is for many, um, but I hope that you'll have something to learn from this. And if you do, if you do get value, please leave a rating or review so other people can actually see this on their feed. Please share it with a friend or coworker. Um, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Today, I want to talk about becoming a healthier person. I want to talk about, um, you know, something that I shared on, um, on social media as I was putting together this title. I said, uh, don't change who you are, but change who you are. All right, this is, this is going to confuse somebody. But if you're hearing me, I think you'll understand what I mean. All right, so don't change who you are, but change who you are. If you're watching, go ahead and share this with somebody because this is a lie that people believe. They don't understand this, and it, and it confuses them. All right, people say that I am who I am, and that's just the way I'm made to be. And there's a reality that exists within that, that you are who you are, and that's just the way you're made to be. Sure. But unless you actually have understanding of your God-given identity, unless you understand how God made you and his design for you, well, then you might be living in a reality that is not your fullest potential, that is not in alignment with the character of who he made you to be. You might be somebody who uses your reality as an excuse not to change. And if that's you, if you've ever been confused by the idea of People saying, don't change who you are. I've said that. Don't change who you are, but change who you are. Because some of us are not living as God made us to be. And that's when it needs to change. That's when we need to change because we are not living within the design, within the principles that he's made us to live. And so we need to become a better person. We need to become the person he's made us to be. And we can't do that unless we understand our God-given identity, what he designed for us. And we can't do that unless we understand that we're made in his image. And then if we understand we're made in his image, then that tells us we must need to understand who he is. What is his image? What is the character of God and who, had, who did he create me to be? Because I'll tell you what, some of the thoughts that I had driving my mentality, the dominating thoughts that I had driving my mentality growing up into my 20s, some of those thoughts, that is not how God made me. That is not how I was born. Those are not things that I choose to agree with. The negativity, the beliefs about myself, the things that will keep you in bondage. It will keep us in bondage if we choose to come into agreement with them. Now, I titled this Becoming a Healthier Person because the reality is in order to become a healthier person, 
You got to change your perspective about who? God, yourself, and others. And it starts in that order. You got to change your perspective about God. You got to change your perspective about yourself and your, your perspective about others will change too. Because when you change the way you see things, the things you see or the people you see start to change. So now think about this. When you change the way you see things, the things you see will start to change. That person doesn't, the person, the spouse, the, the wife, the husband, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, the friend, the mentor, the whoever, that person doesn't have to change for you to actually see them change, right? For you to change the way you see them and actually your dynamic and relationship with them changes. You can't control them changing. You can influence their change through what? Through yourself becoming a healthier person yourself. And it's, it's within our individual responsibility. It's within our control to actually take ownership over the perspectives that we've come into agreement with. It's within our control, our responsibility. That is true. But what's not necessarily within our control is what God reveals to you, or what, what God reveals to me. All we can do is ask and seek. All we can do is ask and seek. We can't necessarily have full understanding. And in fact, when we submit to God as authority, we give up our right to understand fully. When we submit to God as authority, we give up our right to understand fully. What that actually means is I don't have the right to know everything. That's what faith is. He's all-knowing, not me. And whatever he chooses to reveal to me, well, then that's a gift that I get to receive. I didn't earn it. Now, in becoming healthier, I get to do what? I get to actually take responsibility for the gifts he's given me. I get to take responsibility for the revelation he's given me, for the understanding he's given me, for the understanding he's given me. I get to take responsibility for the things that are within my control, and that's what I get to actually work with. I don't have to strive and try and figure out all these things about other people. I don't have to try and come up with solutions and answers to questions that I just don't even know where to begin. I actually can just stay with what I have, and rather than trying to change the world, start working on myself. And that's the real key is people have misunderstanding, and I did this for years, misunderstanding of where their attention is. Okay, They think that by putting their attention uh, on on other people, that that's like God's will for their life. And that might be true, but he also wants to do work in you, right? And so when I say misunderstanding understanding of where their attention is, or when we, when we misunderstand like where we've placed our attention, we might think that we have our attention in the right places. And sure, maybe we have the right heart, but maybe there's actually some things that need to be done inside our own heart before we can actually be directing our attention to everyone else and making change and impacting the world and making a difference and all these other things. The difference starts with actually living a changed life yourself. And that's the key is becoming a healthier person starts with yourself. And I'm not saying self-serving. I'm not saying, oh, those people aren't serving you, so just get, get rid of them from your life. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is God might have work that he wants to do in you, and it's important to acknowledge that before you start thinking about everybody else. That's your starting point. Right? Thinking about, hmm, what does God want to show or reveal to me? That's your starting point. All right? Don't change who you are in who God made you to be, but you got to change who you are in that you grew, up, you grew up, potentially, like me, in some dysfunction, some negativity, whatever it might be that happened in different circumstances, situations, teams, schools, parents, friends, whoever was in your life might have passed down generational stuff to you unknowingly consciously or unconsciously, 
They might have passed that down to you, and you might have chosen to come into agreement with that yourself, and it might have caused a lot of disruption and dysfunction, including actually a, a, a misperception of who you truly are, a misperception of who you truly are. And if you have a misperception of who you truly are, that's going to dictate your decisions, whatever your perception is, whether it's a misperception of who you truly are or a correct perception, you're actually going to then operate from those, that place of those beliefs to make decisions which are your behaviors. And your behaviors are then going to dictate your destiny. Your behaviors are your decisions that you're making daily. And those decisions are going to dictate what happens in your life, your legacy. And so unless we understand who we're made to be in our identity, and people talk about this all the time in a church setting, and they don't know how to articulate what identity means. Identity means how you see yourself. Identity in Christ, what does that mean? See yourself in Christ. Well, what does that mean? Well, I need to understand who Christ is. Oh, and how a lot of people have a misrepresentation. Oh, so now I don't want anything to do with the one who made me, right? because I have a misrepresentation, misunderstanding of who made me, and therefore I don't want to see my identity in that person, right? What happens if I had a father who was not a good father? That's the one who made me. But then guess what? If I have that father who's not a good father and they made me, and I see that you know I was made in their image literally to look like them by DNA and genetics, and then I see, oh my gosh, that's not the person I want to be. Well, of course, I'm not going to want to see myself, my identity in that person, but it doesn't change that that's the one who made me. It doesn't change that's the one who made me. But the real key is understanding that you actually have a good father, and a lot of people want to carry over the baggage from their fathers on earth to their father in heaven. That's just not a good representation, right? We all have these experiences in our own way. We need to understand, we need to actually like kind of get a bigger perspective and understand how we see ourselves. And becoming a healthier person starts with getting a healthier perspective. It starts with getting some understanding of how do I actually see myself? If I'm real, if I'm super real with myself, do I actually limit myself because I see myself for my reality, not for who God made me to be? Sit with that for a second, right? You got to think about that sometimes. Man, if I'm real with myself, do I, do I limit myself because I'm limited to what I see in reality on my day-to-day basis, decisions I've made, I haven't received full freedom of forgiveness. And therefore, I don't actually see, how could God see me as the person who has integrity when I've lied so many times in my life? How could God see me as the person who actually has compassion when I've just literally not had anything but judgment for others? How could I see myself as the person who can actually Uh, influence others when all I've been doing is just being influenced my whole life by other people and made decisions that got me to this place. I don't even feel like it's an authentic life that I'm I'm living a life that's authentic to me. How can I actually be that person? And these these are hard questions that you have to wrestle with, but you break that cycle and pattern and you start to see that God has made you to be a certain way and you can actually live into who he's made you to be once you actually receive forgiveness for the things that maybe you've done that are outside, outside of your character, outside of who he's made you to be truly, okay? Because there's a difference between your reality and who he's made you to be truly. Your reality is, and for me, right, you live your life up until a certain point, you make certain decisions, and it doesn't necessarily mean that that's in alignment with who you truly are. And in fact, there was a time in my life where I was making decisions that were Literally just, I could feel it in my gut. I was getting sick because I was making decisions that were not in alignment with who I am. And I knew it inside. Nobody needed to tell me, hey, TJ, this is who you are and you're making decisions. No, 
I was convicted inside of my heart. Like I was like, no, it wasn't the shame aspect. It was like, I just literally feel like I got to change because whatever is happening that is leading me to make these decisions to whether it's, you know, handle money in this way or, you know, engage with women in this way or, um, you know, even just like suffer in my health in this way and strive in this way and just be exhausted from all of these things that I'm mentioning. That's not worth it to me. And I just know that's not who I'm made to be. Something inside of me told me. And I really believe it was God convicting me. And he was saying, hey, there's an opportunity to change. There's an opportunity to change. And what's crazy, what's crazy is I'll tell you a very quick story. My parents, when I was in high school, uh, there was a there was a senior essay. And um, the essay was meant to be centered around, and I don't have all the facts of this story, right, but I'll get, I'll get the actual fact that matters, right? The, the essay was centered around the idea of, like, what would be the advice that your parents would give to you for the rest of your life? And I, it's, it was a really interesting question for me because um, me personally, I just, I guess I, I didn't ask my parents that kind of question. I would have the advice question with my dad, you know, regularly about this situation or that situation, but it was one of those like legacy questions. It was like, man, what would your parents say to you for, that you can carry with you the rest of your life? And my parents were actually very thoughtful about it. I think um, I was surprised because it was like a mutual thing. They were both thoughtful about it together. And normally it would be, oh, you know, oh, mom can can answer that question for you or dad can answer that question for you. And I was grateful to have both to go to, but they, they were thoughtful together. And they both basically said uh, one thing and they said, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. If nothing else, TJ, just be true to yourself. And I remember, I'll never forget it um, because for me, what being true to me meant uh, was unclear. It was unclear. And so how can you be true to yourself if you don't know who you are? And a lot of people struggle with that question. They don't know how to become the best version of themselves because, well, where are they going? Who's the person they're becoming? And I didn't necessarily fully understand the idea that you could have a reality that's different from who God made you to be. I didn't understand that difference. And so that realization is absolutely key for people to understand that you don't have to live in the bondage of who people have told you you are. You don't have to live in the bondage of how you've behaved in the past. You don't have to live in the bondage of how you think. Just today in your thought life, what you think about yourself, the things you say to yourself, which I know you wouldn't say to somebody else, you don't have to live in that bondage. You don't have to live in that discouragement. You don't have to live in those expectations you'll never, you'll never meet. What you need to live in is the understanding that God has made you with a specific design in mind, and that is good. He's made you with a specific character in mind, and it is of highest quality. He's made you with opportunity to choose to come into agreement with thoughts about yourself. Because remember, you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. He's made you to come into alignment and agreement with those thoughts if you choose. And he's giving you some of those opportunities daily with those thoughts that pass by you. But guess what you're doing? And I know that people do this because I've done it. You're choosing the thoughts that are not empowering you. You're choosing the things that other people have said to you that you did not come into this world thinking. You're choosing to come into agreement with them. You're choosing to make them louder. And I really believe it's in the presence of God that we're actually going to make those things quieter. 
I really believe it's in the presence of God where you're going to actually hear his voice louder and the rest of the voices softer. And for a lot of people, because they haven't experienced like true presence of God, they've just experienced religion, they don't understand what that means. And I totally get it because for me, I didn't either. I didn't either. But becoming a healthier person starts with becoming the person who is healthy and whole. Starts with surrounding yourself with what? The presence of God, the perfect person who is healthy and whole, who wants to impart that with you, on you, in you. He wants to give that to you in your thoughts. He wants to give that to you in your language. That's another key. He wants to give that to you in your decisions you're making daily, your behaviors, because your thoughts become your words, becomes your actions. And sometimes you might not have the words between your thoughts and actions, but you better believe that those words, that language will come up if asked about it. I know this because I listen to it. I see it all the time. I'm listening to people talk, right? On these private calls, I'm listening to people talk about themselves. They don't even know how they're talking about themselves and we have to slow everything down because of the things that we have just become so accustomed to, so ingrained in our mind, so ingrained in our heart, just come out naturally. And so we start to believe the lie that that's how we're made naturally. And that's not necessarily the truth. Reality does not necessarily match your God-given true design and identity. And people need to understand that there's this thing called a choice, a choice about what you believe. I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm telling you you have a choice. That's all I'm telling you. And what a lot of people want to tell you is that you don't have a choice and you need somebody else because you don't have a choice. I'm telling you, you have a choice and you have to understand how significant and how important that is. That that choice right there that you have about your decisions of what you do, what you come into agreement to with in your thoughts, that choice right there is the most powerful thing that you could have. That choice to believe in God or not is the most powerful thing that you can have. Nobody can ever take that away from you. Nobody. And if nobody can take that away from you, nobody can take away your power to change. Nobody can take away your power to be the person God made you to be. And a lot of people need to understand this to start getting healthy. A lot of people need to understand this to start understanding, wait, maybe me putting my flag in the ground saying, I'm not going to change who I am is not healthy because I don't necessarily know who I'm made to be. Maybe what I need to really understand is how God, did, how God designed for me to be. Maybe I need to understand who he is and that he has characters he has, he has a character and he has qualities. Now, here's a good example of what I mean by this. I talk about hearing God's voice a lot. And, and one of the things that I think people get confused by is the idea of hearing God's voice and, and not being able to discern, not being able to discern if that's him or not. And when you spend enough time with God, you start to get to know God in an intimate way. Okay? You get to know his character. And this is, the, this is the example I like to give because when we're talking about having God-given identity, who he's truly designed you to be, you need to be able to actually understand who he's designed you to be. You need to hear his voice. You need to read scripture. You need to be able to understand some of these things that he's saying about you. And that means you need to have some discernment. A lot of people can read scripture and not have the discernment they need to understand that the Old Testament is actually there to encourage you and give you instruction. And if you don't see it that way, it's actually going to be maybe not the perspective that it was made for, Right? Because it's going to actually give you a lot of discernment, a lot of encouragement, a lot of instruction, right? But you need to be able to see it in the way that God designs and intends it. And he'll be able to highlight how to see some of these things through what? Hearing his voice. And I'm not necessarily talking about audibly, okay? I'm talking about these impressions, and we could go into that another time. But I want to give this key 
Because when it comes to understanding God's voice, people need to understand God's character. Because somebody come from across the room, my wife, from across the room in a you know, pre-COVID time when there were like parties, right? And it was super loud. And I'm in this like crowded place and I hear my wife yell my name. Guess what? That could be like, hmm, that sounds like my wife yelling my name and saying something. That's hearing God's voice. But you know what the key is the discernment to know, is that something that she would say? In other words, if she's yelling at me disrespectfully, I know that's not her character. I know she wouldn't do that to me. And I know that although that might sound like her, that is not my wife. It gives me discernment. And that discernment is key. You got to be able to discern because the enemy wants to do what? Deceive and destroy. So he's going to try and deceive you in hearing God's voice. Hey, it sounds exactly like my wife, but that's not something that she would say. She wouldn't condemn me or disrespect me. That's not her character. And therefore, I know, although it may sound like her, it's not. And that's really key for anybody who's trying to understand. And this is where people get tripped up is they think, oh, yep, I got that impression because I've heard God's voice, voice before. I understand what it means. I understand how it sounds. And it made sense and it worked in the past as far as the encouragement. There was something in it that I got this piece, I got this another level of knowledge or revelation, whatever. And therefore I hear it again, but I have no real understanding of how to discern. And so I'll just blindly follow that without discerning whether that's of his character or not. And that can get you into trouble. And I had a lot of that trouble early on in learning to discern God's voice. I'm still growing and learning and discerning God's voice, of course. But especially early on, I really started to get confusion around this because I was like, man, I feel like, God, I know you're speaking to me in this way, but now I'm starting to hear or understand or believe things that I'm not entirely sure about because it just, it seems like it could send me down a road that's really shaky and, and maybe you do that, but maybe that's me acting in faith and just, I need to trust you and, and not having clarity, right? And this is where confusion can set in. So I'm trying to give you some practical here when it comes to hearing your identity, when it comes to hearing how you should see yourself and who God's made you to be, this is really key. And it, and it requires you being healthy, okay? I'm saying become a healthier person. I'm trying to give you a way to become a healthier person so that you can not change who you are, but change who you are in learning how to discern, wow, okay, this is who God says I am. This is who God says I am. And I know it's him because I know his character. And because I know his character and because it sounds like him, I can trust him. And because not just in hearing him in the spirit, but in scripture, he's confirmed that to me. And so I can have that discernment. And a lot of people need to have greater discernment when it comes to not just God's voice and his character and what they choose to come into agreement with, but even just the thoughts that they have in their head to the people that they invite into their life and the authority that they give them, right? Some people are giving more authority, and I've been guilty of this. Some people are giving more authority to the stranger on the internet who wants to leave a comment than they are their own wife or their own husband. They're giving more authority to that person who's never met them or known them than they are the person who went through hell and back with them, loving them. Think about that. Think about what we choose to give authority to, who we choose to give authority to. And think about when you, when you get stuck in your own mind around, man, this is who I am, I'm facing rejection or this or that. 
you know, people are going to see me this way. If I change jobs and become this person, think about all of the agreements you've made just by even posing those doubts, just by even, even posing that worry. Think about all the agreements you've made based on what people have said to you or done to you that have really just demeaned your value. By you limiting yourself immediately, you have come into agreement with what people have said about you that is not true. It's not true. And I'm talking about your inherent value in terms of what you offer the world. Sure, there's things, you could create a business that could be the worst business ever and you're not getting any clients, customers, whatever, and you really got to start from scratch and learn your way in. Absolutely, that's true. Doesn't say anything about your inherent value. And for a lot of people, they mistake the two. They think their work is their worth. I've done this, right? And it's, a, and it's a process to separate the two. And that's where people get in, they get interwoven. And I'm talking specifically to the high achieving type of people. They get kind of mixed up, interwoven, thinking that because their work is their worth, if they suffer in their work or make mistakes in their work or don't have value in the way that work might see value and people at work might see value, then guess what happens? It says something about their worth. And that's not an accurate picture of who God made you to be, of who he's designed you to be. And somebody who truly lives free, somebody who truly lives free, is going to live free from accusation, is going to live free from that expectation, from the judgment and rejection. And when I say that, it's not because they're a perfect person. I say it's because they, all they care about, and all they give their attention to in terms of a full authority in their life of who God says they are, they give that to God. They don't give it to their pastor. They don't give it to their friend. They don't give it to their mentor or the person who wrote the book that they read from. They don't give it to their wife or their husband in unhealthy ways. They give it to God. And they say, God, this is who you say I am. And I, because I have fear of the Lord, want to be right with you first. I want to be right with you first. I don't care what all these other people say. I can take it as signals. And of course, I do give authority to my wife. Of course, I do give authority to friends to speak into my life. And the first and the last is with you, God. Beginning and the end, I fear you, God. And I'll take their thoughts, their comments, their suggestions into consideration. But ultimately, you have the final say. And that's what people need to understand. I really believe people need to understand for them to actually live healthy, become the person they're made to be. Because you don't need to change who you are but you need to change who you are. You need to become the person you're made to be. And a lot of people are not getting this ingrained in their mentality. They're getting a totally different message. People are being told, don't change who you are. And I've even said that, and I share in context now what I mean by that, okay? Because some of us, we really need to change who we are, right? Because we, we are not acting in accordance. We are not acting in alignment. We are not being or becoming, the person that God made us to be. And this is why I always kind of want to like leave you with this because I can sense the perfection mentality just kind of creeping in right now. This is, this is what I want to kind of sense or what I'm sensing that I need to leave you with is you are not committed to perfection, okay? One of the key mindset shifts for me has been the fact that especially doing what I'm doing in coaching, one of the key shifts for me is like, I had this unhealthy expectation. I need to be perfect. Oh my gosh. Then you say you follow Jesus. Dang, you must be, you got to be like really living up to the highest standard above reproach. And there's truth to that. Of the things that you're aware of and responsible for, man, you got to do your darnest and 
put the people in places uh, and practices together so that you can live up to your highest, all that stuff, yes. But I'm not committed to perfection. I am committed to growth. And so if you're hearing this message and you're saying, gosh, this sounds like it could even be heavy. If God's made me to be this person, well, then it's safe just being me. It's better because then I have an excuse. Then I don't have to live in hypocrisy. Guess what? If you make a commitment to follow God and become the person he's made you to be and become healthy, what you're making a commitment to is him and receiving the gifts that he's given freely. That's what you're making a commitment to. And you're making a commitment to grow and respond to him. You're not making a commitment to being a person who lives for perfection. Now, it's incredible to have godly contentment there, but we should never be satisfied, right? It's incredible to to think of like, wow, okay, I can commit to growth and I can be content with the fact that I can do what I can with what I have. And it's great that I actually get to have peace in my heart because of that. But that doesn't mean that I stop growing. It doesn't mean that I stop putting myself in situations where I actually get challenged to become the person I know I can be, including hard conversations, including setting healthy boundaries, including saying no to things that I used to do. And then when I slip and fall, going to the right people, being, as a friend said earlier today, radically transparent, and just bringing it all to the forefront and saying, wow, okay, I thought I was over this. This was the person I was. That person is obviously not dead. And I am susceptible like any human. So I would like some help in becoming a healthier person. And that's how you respond when things don't go the way you'd like them to go for the person that you're becoming. That's how you get healthy. You don't get healthy by hiding. You don't get healthy by pretending that everything is working. Okay, the way you get healthy is you come into the presence of God. You say, God, I know that you've created me in your image and you've gotten a design that you've made me to be. And my reality might not match that. And and I choose to change to become the person that you want me to be. I choose to change. I choose to commit and to agree with the beliefs that you have about me. I choose to receive the forgiveness you've given freely. I genuinely choose to receive the forgiveness you've given freely through Jesus for me. What do you want to speak to me? What do you want to show me? What do I need to do next? Because I know that in order to be healthy, I need to know who I truly am. And I cannot continue living under these ideas, which are lies, about my value, that I'm property, some women have said to me, that I don't have value, I have to prove my worth, some men have said, that I am not loved as a son. That I don't have a place to belong. That my gifts aren't worthy, aren't worth it, that I can't do it. You name the lie that you want to put in place of what I've said. Every single person has a lie they've come into agreement with. Those agreements are a function of the choice you've made about the beliefs that somebody else might have given you. Some of those beliefs might be true. Some of them are lies. And rather than going all, you know, lie hunting and trying to figure out what are all the different lies that I believed, ask God for truth. 
He will show you. Come into his presence. Say, Lord, help me. He will show you the truth. And all you need to know is the truth will set you free. And when you are free, that doesn't give you the right to do whatever you want. It gives you the next opportunity to actually commit to growth. And in the process, you're going to have way more than you ever could have had trying to figure it out on your own, living in your reality of, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm just going to be me. The reality is you and how God, how God designed you might be different than the you and how you were raised in this world. And he wants to actually give you the opportunity to reach that full potential through changing your beliefs, changing your language, changing your behaviors, changing those decisions that affect your behaviors and seeing you live a completely different life. That's how you're going to move into becoming the person of being healthy, okay? That's what you need. That's what I believe everyone needs. I needed it. I'm learning to live that out after years of going through what I call rewiring. That's why he says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We need to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. But he's the only one who's truly going to be able to renew our mind, to give us a new mind, to give us new thoughts and self-control over those thoughts that might be creeping in from the past that are lies. He's the one who's going to be able to do that, but you need to come to him, okay? I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, you are going to be able to watch this again.